Warning, Geesebumps is a comedy podcast based on the works of R.L. Stein. Any similarity to an actual literature podcast is coincidental and unintentional. Right brain, wrong body. Gary Lutz needs a vacation from himself. Bullies are constantly beating him up. His only friend is his computer. Even his little sister doesn't like him. But now, Gary's dream is about to come true. He's going to exchange bodies with another kid for a whole week. Gary can't wait to get a new body until something horrible happens and Gary finds out his new body isn't exactly human. Yeah, join the fucking club, bro. Yeah, it's called it's called fucking puberty, dude. Goosebumps, a Did You Mean Goosebumps podcast. My name is Danielle, and I have a PhD. My name is Jojo, and I have a PhD. My name is Jeff, and I I am a honey boy. You are a honey boy. We can't forget that. Don't forget it. Never will. Uh, I saw someone on Nextdoor posting that they have fresh honeycomb. Really? Yeah. And I don't really know what you're supposed to do with honeycomb. You can eat it. You're supposed to just put it in your mouth and suck on it like a like a lozenge? I mean, I don't I don't know if you dry it out for a second, so it's a little I mean, I've eaten a honeycomb that's like more crunchy. What? Well, I don't want like a like a sponge. Well, I think I think it has to be moist or else it's just wax. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I thought I ate honeycomb, but maybe I just ate the cereal honeycomb. It's possible that you had the cereal, yes. It's the cereal honeycomb. <laughs> so you're not so much a honey boy as a honeycomb boy. I do like, yeah, that's a very big, that's a misleading regarding the what honeycomb actually is. Honeycomb is just almost hurts your mouth as much as Captain Crunch. Almost. I love cereal honeycomb. Ew, what? Yeah. No one does. Yeah. No. It's got little holes in oh, it. That was my favorite season of cereal where they talked about a cereal serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> the honeycomb killer. The honeycomb uh, killer. He was a sweet boy. He killed a bowl of honeycomb. That was me. So, this week on Geese Bumps. Oh, yes. This week on Geese Bumps. Boy, did we have a winner. <laughs> How, we haven't had a winner for a while. We've never we've never elected one of these goosebumps a winner. There are some that have risen above. They've never crossed the finish line successfully. Werewolf skin is the closest. Yes, based on pure relativity. There are some that have risen to the top. I, I want to take a second before we get into the latest book that we read uh, and say that for all of you who have been listening to us for almost a year now, we didn't intend for this podcast to become a We Hate R.L. Stein <laughs> Goosebumps no, podcast. No. Joe and I, we liked Goosebumps. Yeah. We were, we were fans. No, no, that's not true. We thought we, we liked the idea yeah. of Goosebumps. We didn't actually like them. Yes. As it well, turns when out. we were 12, we liked Goosebumps. So I, as, as you've been listening to this podcast over the last year, we're coming up, we're coming upon like, I think 50-ish episodes pretty soon. You're going to see that the tone tends to change over time. And I don't want you to think that we're going, we're trying to like make this into a, a rag fest against one Mr. Uh, R.L. Stein. It's just evolving that way. And if anything, if anything, it's, we, we love him dearly yeah. because of all. He's provided us a lot of joy, but it's really not like on purpose. Yeah. Joy and sorrow and all the feelings. It's forced us to reevaluate what joy means. Yes. And to reevaluate life on a number of levels, to be honest. So when we go into this new book that we've read, keep that in mind that... We're not hating. We're not hating. We're just... Frustrated. Sure. We're, yeah. we, we know we want more from our man. We, we see his potential. We're not mad, RL. We're just disappointed. <laughs> Come on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, come on the podcast. <laughs> After that. <laughs> uh, so what did we read today, squad? Wise as afraid of bees. Uh, we read uh, R.L. Stein's number 17 Goosebumps film titled Why I'm Afraid of Bees. Why 
I'm afraid of bees. Why I was afraid of why I was afraid of bees. Why I am haunted by the thought of bees. There's a book called Why I'm Afraid <laughs> of Bees, and on the cover of this book it says he's no ordinary human being. Bees. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, and yes, yes. Has, and then it has a boy's face, and I swear to God that the bug on this cover is a hornet. It absolutely very Does much a hornet. Does not look like a bee at all. No. But did you guys notice, shout out to Tim Jacobus, the haircut on said boy, mm-hmm. on body of bee hornet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you describe it as? Uh, like a buzz a, cut. Like a yeah. buzz cut. Oh, he's uh, a bee. oh fuck! <laughs> I just dropped the book in anger, but I didn't notice it before. Oh god damn! The puns have to come in strong on this episode. There's so many good B ones to make. Oh. It's not really so much a. That's, I wouldn't know that I would call. It I would a call pun. it a pun, but it just—it's a play on. It's a, it's a visual. A visual pun. pun. I asked Tim Jacobus if he would work on a on a logo for us for our podcast, and he was and like, "He said it was two thousand dollars." He was like, "Yeah, bitch, you got five thousand dollars? Then I'll do it." But he was very nice. He about was it. very nice. Yes, he was very nice, and he wrote back to my dumbass, which he did not have to do. So we have direct contact with the uh, artist for the Goosebumps yes. cover. If anyone so, wants to know how cool we are, yeah, yeah. that's one way to swing this, yeah. huh? Yes. Why I'm Afraid of Bees is another gem in the library of Goosebumps books. It is another lump of coal in the Goosebumps stocking. <sighs> yeah, this one, uh, gut reaction, everybody, good or bad? So bored. Awful. So bored. <laughs> not worth the paper it's printed no. on. Worse than the previous book that we read. Absolutely. And it's not, but what's, what's really sad is like, it's not even because it's incompetent. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just, it's just, there's all this stuff in it and just none of it works. It's it's like I really I really want to know what what is Ardell Stein's process? Because it like does he drop acid? Well, we know he works back. We know he works back. He works backwards. So like As time goes on, the whole works backwards thing makes absolutely zero sense as we continue reading these books. Well, I guess maybe the the thing uh, I could do is I can give us a quick synopsis of the story. Yeah, yeah, give us... Yeah, go ahead then. Give us the bullet-pointed <laughs> list of uh, what Yeah, what give, give, us the, uh, give us the synopsis, Jeff. Why not? So here's my bullet points of this story's uh, plot. And I'm going to talk... First, I'm going to give you the cast of characters so you know who I'm talking about. So our main character is Gary Lutz, which sounds like an old man's name. The oldest. Uh, we also have his mom and dad unnamed. His <laughs> sister, Chrissy. Three bullies... Barry, Marv, and Carl, the next-door neighbor, Mr. Andretti, who keeps bees, or is, as, is known as a beekeeper. Uh, there's Ms. Carmen, who operates an agency called Person to Person. There's Dirk Davis, who is uh, effectively the antagonist of the book. And then there's Klaus, the cat. Wouldn't it be a bee-tagonist? Oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. It w- it, no, it wouldn't. Like, guys, keep up. It wouldn't. What? Huh? What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> hey Danielle, you know what Jojo was just said? That it was a pollen. Oh my god. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right. All right, so here's the synopsis of this book. This book <laughs> this book stars Gary Lutz. Gary, here's my here's my, here's what I have word by word. I'm not going to put anything else in there. Uh Gary Lutz is lame and afraid of bees, but not like deathly afraid. Mr. Andretti fucks with him. He gets beat up. He is picked last for sports. He doesn't impress the ladies when he crashes his bike. And he finds an ad for an agency that'll switch his body with someone else on a video game message board. He gets beat up again. He hates his sister's cat. The agency is local. (laughs) The agency is local. He tries to switch with Dirk Davis, accidentally switched with a B instead. As you do. Whoops. Darn it. I'm a bee now. Ah, shucks. No one can hear me. Boo. Bzz, bzz, bzz. No one can hear bee. <laughs> Dirk lives a p- nearby, apparently. The bee went into his body. Dirk doesn't want to leave Gary's body because he's making it work. <laughs> Somehow. Miss Carmen can't do shit, apparently. Dirk is holding Gary's body hostage. Yeah, and Miss Carmen's like, Ugh. Gary attacks Dirk with a thousand bees. A thousand bees. Gary stings Dirk. Gary dies. 
Goodbye, Gary. Gary's alive in his body again for some reason and is now friends with Dirk and isn't as lame anymore for some reason. What? So that's my bullet point list. Because he learned to appreciate what he had. <laughs> that's, that's my bullet point synopsis of this book. So yeah, the literally this book is supposed to be... The moral of this book is appreciate what you got. Yeah, kid. Because you might switch places with a bee and then this guy who lives a few blocks away might hold your body hostage. And then that's the that's like the plot. And then every and then the other sixty percent of the book is Gary doing the same bee antics over and over in the bee's body. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty much like what if what if we had a character who was a bee? <laughs> and that's the thing, though. If they had followed instead of following this dumb asshole, if they had followed the bee inside his body, <laughs> inside Dirk's body. Amazing. Listen, Danielle, there's a bee there's a bee inside all of us. There is, and he needs to shine. And he could have. Yeah. He could have had his star turn. There's a bee with who wants to extend his many wings and fly. Weird prehensile tongue and eat pollen. Oh man, that tongue. Boy, does that tongue Yeah, that out. tongue pops up quite a few times. Let's do the uh let's do the part where Arl Stein gets in here. <laughs> <laughs> What if I pull up person to person's YouTube page and play their channel header? Oh, look at this. It seems to have been made by R.L. Stein. God diggity dog. I'm going to hit play on the person to person advertisement. Uh, let's let's watch it together, everybody. Oh, my God. Click. <laughs> Click. Have you ever wanted to be someone else? <laughs> be someone. Have you ever felt wrong in your body. Mm -hmm. Have you ever wanted to watch a bee dance? Yeah, I do. Well, boy, oh boy, do I have a thing for you. <laughs> it's called person to person. Come to my office at the local parking lot. <laughs> where you can find me in the kiosk after you pay $10 to park. Well, Danielle, this, this commercial that we just watched seems like a pretty... And responded to us. And yes. responded to us. Seems like Interactive. A, seems like a pretty good... Well, it's YouTube. It seems like a pretty... It was a live stream. <laughs> so... Uh, seems like a pretty good deal. Do you want to try maybe giving it a shot? I mean, there is the, the risk that you might turn into a bee, but you could just swap bodies with somebody else. Yeah, no. I. You know, I am... I am here for it. Okay. Get me the fuck out of here. All right. So first, I don't know what the actual machinations are of it, but we're just going to assume that you hold this wire. Yeah. Yeah. I put it in my mouth. Yeah. I'm going to wire okay. in my mouth. I'm going to dampen it up a little bit. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. Science. Science. And then I'm going to throw some baking powder on there. Turn the lights on and off. We're going to see what happens. Okay. All right. Sounds I, safe. I got this kit from the person to person uh, advertisement that we watched a few minutes ago. Very fast. It's a multi-level marketing scheme. Yeah. Yes. So just all you have to do is is... Sign up five friends. Yeah, uh, we will do that afterwards. We just got to find five friends. You'll be rich. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and hit the lights here, Danielle. Ready? Yep. And let's do it. One, two, three. Click, 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 click. Mm. Where the fuck am I? Danielle, is that you? No. Oh, who am I speaking with? Uh, your old buddy RL, I think. RL, you... You're definitely not doing the voice that we're used to. Well, I have this over... Whelming urge to talk in an affected quasi-British accent. Mm -hmm. mm. But Danielle does. But Danielle doesn't have the muscles. Danielle in her doesn't mouth. do that. Danielle doesn't have the physical strength. No, she she she's she's got the one bitch ass voice, and that's it. All right. Well. Well, anyway, so tell us about this book we read. I'm sure you have access to all of Danielle's memories. Yes. Most of them are, are bun-related. But what's going on with There's this a lot book? Of We're sorry about that, by the way. It's, you know, I've actually, I've seen worse. So here, here's the thing. Okay, so we all know that as we are entering puberty and experiencing adolescence, uh, some, some of us start to experience a sexual awakening, of a sort. And you know, for boys, oftentimes because of the sort of uh, American culture, uh, having, having undercurrents of homophobia, sometimes young men pick up on, on these homophobic sort of trends and start to fear other men's ding-dongs, i.e. 
their stingers. This boy is afraid of all them stingers. So he not only feels wrong in his body, but he also feels like his body is experiencing feelings that he doesn't quite understand. And he wants out because it's scary. It's scary to feel threatened by your body. So he becomes a bee. <laughs> yeah. He becomes a bee. And <laughs> as a bee, he has to live out his fears, right? Because now not only does he have a fucking big stinger, he's surrounded by other bees with big old stingers. And he thinks constantly he's about to get stung. He thinks that them stingers is coming for him. But he also, RL, doesn't he also have the, the desire himself? Yes, this is it. He discovers that he himself has an urge to sting. Mm. But he thinks that if he stings, he will die. He will die. So, so you're saying that it's about being at odds with your own, your, being in your own skin and uh, having sort of an out moment as a bee. Yeah. And, as a bee. And coming to sort of accept who you are, but also with undertones of adolescent and, and sexual awakening. Exactly. You're a bee. You have sex. You die. You die. You die. You die. <laughs> All right. Well, RL, that's a very, thank you for that explanation. I'm sorry that we had yeah, to. Thank you for that. <laughs> um. uh, you know, I, I really, Joe, I, I, when I was writing this book and I was exploring these themes, I could picture your face in my mind. And I That's could cool. see how delighted. You could be how delighted. You would be so delighted. Okay, so you're both only allowed one more time to use the the B. It's the only pun. pun I have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, RL, we're going to need you to give Danielle back her body. As as, uh, as upset as she is going to be about no, that. I like it here. No, I'm going to need you to go. Oh. I'm going to need you to go. So I'm going to need you to just go ahead. Um, just bop yourself on the head. That'll probably shake you free. Shake you free. Yes. Can I, can I hit my head against the wall instead? I'm not very strong. You know what? I'll allow it. Go ahead. Yeah. My arms is weak. Go for it. <laughs> Daniel, are you back? I'm back. All right. So it only took 40 minutes. <laughs> but now we can talk about the book. Yeah. Now we can now we can do it. What now do you got? Yeah, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got, buddy? So this is a long one and it's really bad. So <laughs> this is on uh here's the note I wrote for page eight. Yes. And the note I wrote to myself was, fuck you. <laughs> I have a note, too, that's on a different part of the book. That that's exactly you? the same thing. Um, that's the note I wrote. So this is on page eight. This, this is shortly, shortly after. This is like chapter, I think, chapter two. Um, when he, he like, uh, Gary had gotten a little fright because he thought bees were after him. Because they were, because Mr. Andretti, his neighbor, was like, our bees are escaping. Oh, God. This is Mr. Andretti. An adult. Yes. <laughs> yes. He says, ha ha, you should have seen the expression on your face, Gary. You never would believe how funny you looked. And then Gary's like, your bees weren't escaping? And Mr. Andretti slapped his knee, which is what people do when something is so funny. He goes, of course they weren't. I have complete control of these bees at all times. They come and go bringing nectar and pollen back to the flowers. That doesn't really sound like control over the bees. That sounds like you're taking credit for what the bees do yeah. on their own. Definitely appropriation there. Yeah. And so then he goes, so this was all a joke, Mr. Andretti. I tried to sound angry, but that's hard to do Grr. when your voice is shaking even harder than your knees. So this was all a joke. It was supposed to be funny. And then Mr. Andretti said, I guess I'll teach you to get a life and stop staring. <laughs> I had that there. highlighted too. He replied and then he turned away. I was so angry. What a mean trick. It was bad enough that having kids at my age pick on me all the time, but now the grown-ups were... <laughs> Gary's life kind of sucks. Gary's life Gary's is... Life is t there's like no recourse for that. And like, I would, I would go to my parents and just be like, yeah, so listen, I don't know what to tell you, but the neighbor's messing with <laughs> Yeah. Me. The adult grown neighbor with bees is messing with me. 
And they really don't have like, they have to do something about that. They can't not like that's That's absolutely bonkers. Why would he, what, <laughs> why would he do this? <laughs> why would Mr. Andretti do this? Uh, this is something that Mr. Andretti says on the same page, page eight. He goes, of course, sometimes I have to go out and recapture a few lost bees with my net. Not how that works. Is that how No, you though. don't. No. You don't Absolutely do that. No. Do you have a little tracker on every bee? <laughs> what the hell are you talking a, about? A GPS. A GPS. A GPS. Uh, uh, you fucking idiot. A BPS. Oh. You fucking idiot. A BPS. But no, he doesn't have that because that would be whimsical. He's really, yeah, he he definitely, Mr. Andretti's relationship with his bees seems very um, problematic. I was having, listen, I was having a non-sexual day with my bees in the yard, and I had to go capture them with the net. I didn't mean to take my shirt off. It was just warm today, I said. Yeah. What um, What do we think Mr. Andretti's real life job is? Because beekeeping is not his job. He's it's, a car racer. Is, <laughs> yes. Look at his, it's Mario Andretti. <laughs> oh, fuck. The car man. Yes. He drag races. I think my uh, my conclusion with this part of the book um, that I drew this is one of the this is one of the first scenes we get. Yeah, yeah. this kind of helps us set up the world because like, remember it's a book about bees, so he's got to they can't just have bees out of nowhere. Yeah, they can't be free roam bees. Yeah, no, no free range bees here. They have to establish that there are bees in this universe, <laughs> I guess. Yes. and this is how they chose to do it, and also how they chose to convey the idea that Gary is. Uh, uh, is 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 he afraid of them because of Mr. Andretti fucking with him? I don't him? think he's really uh, well, I don't think his fear of bees is like I think it's actually weird for a normal person to not be afraid of bees. Yeah. If that may, like like everyone's sort of afraid of bees. Yeah. When you're covered with them, especially? Yeah. It Mary. it takes years to get to like adulthood where you finally realize like kids today. First of all, kids today. Kids today. Kids today, kids today probably have a better appreciation for bees than we did as kids because there's more We were more, just told to kill them. We were just told that bees were bad and they'll hurt you and sting you. Whereas, yeah, so so just just to that point, Jeff. This is this very good point. So when you think about it, he, the, the the premise of this book, by that I mean the title yeah. is <laughs> why I'm afraid of bees. So you read that and you go, okay, that means that there's an atypical for him. Uh, the, 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 the premise of the book is that, like, okay, he's going to talk about why he's afraid of this thing that, that isn't scary. Right. But that would be if it was the title was something like, Why I'm Afraid of Milk. Right. You read that and you're like, yeah. well, there's, so, there's something weird there. But, but we have people who cover themselves with bees as a dare. Yeah. So I don't think that the title means anything. Yeah. They're bees. They are scary. The cover of this book is a scary the cover because it shows most of a bee. Yeah. And I'm assuming that he, that, that Gary has seen my girl and is like, my girl, my girl, I will die in that, that my, my to bring up my girl really. And I know that it's, it's a goof, Daniel, but honestly, that movie made me more afraid of bees. That's terrifying. <laughs> Fucking scary as shit. It killed Macaulay Culkin. Bees killed Macaulay Culkin, and we've never forgave them for it. No. Oh, they got Mac? They got yes. Mac, yes. But yeah, no, I, I, I honestly, it's the name of the book really should be Why I'm No Longer Afraid of Bees. If it made sense, it would do that, yeah. Because that's the actual yeah. path that the book is taking. Is or, that, or One Day is a Bee yeah. or something. Yeah, my day, my day, my is, day a bee. is a Bee. Yeah. And now I also want to bring up page... 11 and 12. This is all in chapter two. Yeah. Yes, so basically yes. I'm covering like the first first. We're giving us the, the first book. taste of the book. Yeah. At the end of the chapter, he's playing baseball and someone calls him Lutz the Klutz because he got four straight strikes. They give him an extra strike because he's so bad. Yeah, which is really weird. It's nice. Because it's like, <laughs> it's a, yeah. why give him an extra strike to insult him? Right? Or to like really give him, do, do you like him? Seems, because you're taking extra time out for like him. It seems like you're being mean. Do you, want, do you want him to succeed or are you just trying to like shame him more? Because he's so bad at sports they're like Gary gets four strikes before he's out and you hear that and you go oh because it's so funny because he could have a million strikes but he'd never exactly. grow up. but then you think about it like four is just one extra so at most it's like an inconvenience so it's like a thing that Wait. they would be doing like well Gary has a make a wish to hit the <laughs> ball so let's give him another strike so he can do it and then they're like why don't we just give him a million strikes and they're like because he has to feel like he earned it so it sounds like a nice thing I guess my question also is why do they even let him play with them if they, if they don't like him that much 
Yeah. That's another question, Jeff, because yeah. here's what happens next. Someone calls him Lutz the Klutz, yeah. which is not a very good name. No, that's no, terrible. And then um, someone's like, looking good, dude. I couldn't believe my bad luck. The three voices belong to the biggest, meanest, toughest creeps in the entire neighborhood, who, by the way, don't really show up for the rest of the book. No. Barry, Marv, and, and Carl. And Carl. With, with a K. With a K. Which is a much more violent letter. Yes. The next, they're my age, but they're at least five times as big. That's, That's real um, big. That happens. When they're not swinging back and forth on the tire swing in their gorilla cage. <laughs> I don't understand that one. <laughs> What's their favorite activity? You guessed it. Beating me up. <clears throat> Give me a break, guys. I pleaded. I'm having a bad day. They laughed. You want to break, Lutz? One of them shouted menacingly. Here. And then they punched him in the face. They fucking yeah. rip him up. They destroy him. We just like, have we just have an off-screen beating that lasts <laughs> for 10 minutes. Yeah. How do we know? Because the very next line on chapter three is 10 minutes later. <laughs> yes. That's a long time. Look, t- go go try to do stand-up and get five minutes, and it turns into 18 years. 10 minutes of getting beat up. Minutes. I feel bad for those guys. They're gonna be tired. They're Knuckles are going to be sore. How is he alive? Yeah. The, the, and, and they, they really, it's, it might be the most violent scene that yeah. we don't really see because. They thrash the hell they, out they of him. They beat the shit out they of him for 10 minutes. fuck him up three. And, and it's kind of scary. And he, cause Gary's a skinny little dorky kid. Yeah. It's just a little beanpole. And he's getting completely like destroyed by three effectively like adult sized kids. So this is our introduction to this character. It's really rough. Yeah. It's pretty. It's really, he's really, he's really sucky. Pretty sad. But then we got, cause he has to be, cause we have to, he has to do something that makes us like him. Right. right. <laughs> so you know what that is? Oh, uh, it's, it's on page 19. I don't remember. Oh, he does something likable. Is it gaming? But you, <laughs> yeah. I turned on the computer. <laughs> ah, decided is. to have another try at the planet monstro fantasy game. Oh, I love it. Stuck on for two days. Um, and he sucks at it, but then he goes, I thought I'd check computer note. One of the electronic bulletin boards I'm connected to on the <laughs> internet. So this is so so here's something absolutely buck wild, right? That was probably one of the most advanced yes. computers Who told in the him world. About that? Yeah. He is, that's fucking next level. R.L. Stein. It's 94. Prodigy. Yeah. Prodigy is the web service that you can use in 1994, maybe. And, and to kind of ingratiate me to R from Sacramento, that's where I'm from. <laughs> yes. And what does it say? The only way to escape from the flood on your spaceship in Space Quest 20 is to inflate your suit and float away from L in St. Boom. That's that is life advice. Bonkers. He went to a message board for a video game to get and give tips and hints for the video a game. A message board was like Twitter in the <laughs> 90s. For, for people who were not alive. Imagine Twitter as a bulletin board in your local neighborhood. Bulletin boards still exist. You can still connect to them. It's just it's just really wild. Imagine Reddit. It's really wild. Reddit populated by 10 people who all like, like to dress up like wizards. It's like a Reddit of 10. <laughs> This first 30, 20 pages is like, it sets us up everything. Like he's got, he's, he's, he's picked on, mm-hmm. doesn't like the neighbor, I guess doesn't like bees. His or parents don't really, uh, parents, not, no need they're not super empathetic for his, his plights. No. And then we see page 20 and this is when the first, this is our first us, the canaries in the coal mine of reading Goosebumps books. <laughs> this was our first sign that something was terribly wrong. Uh-huh. Yep. Because uh, so far, it's kind of a pretty run-of-the-mill, like, coming-of-age sort of a story, even if it was horror-based. Like, at this point, we had yet to got, get something that was like, well, this is, uh-oh. But then <laughs> we get to page 20 where it says, I decided to have another to leave another electronic note asking Ted to explain what he meant. But as I started typing, I noticed another message at the very bottom of the computer screen. I read it. Then I read it again very carefully. Take a vacation from yourself. Change places with someone for a week. Now, this is continued on page on chapter twenty, to, uh, chapter five, page twenty-one. What could that mean? I pressed I pressed enter so I could read what was next. 
take a vacation from yourself, person to person vacations, 113 Roach Suite Street, Suite 2B, or call 1 800 555 SWAP. So there's a lot. There's a there's lot. There's so there. much there. It's an ad. So it's, you saw a banner ad, basically. No, 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 Jeff. It's, there was no such thing as banner ads. Advertising didn't exist. Any of that. This is an electronic tip bulletin board. Everything was there. Had to be put there on purpose. And this was a bulletin board for playing video games, which means that the person who wrote that ad <laughs> went to this bulletin board where <laughs> kids are playing games and trading game notes. Is like this is as good a place as I need to advertise. That's the first part. It's predatory. That makes no fucking sense. Then there's the fact. That the address is local. The address is local. <laughs> what are the chances of that? Because this is seemingly a multi-state board because there's messages from people from Ithaca and Sekiro. And this, and this is the best part. And this is the part that I didn't realize until now on my second reading looking at my notes. <laughs> Call 1-800-555-SWAP. They fucking established a 1-800 number for this. So they have, this is a legitimate business. Uh, well, legitimate is taken out a bit far. Yeah, I don't wouldn't go that far. Um, so, so RL's RL's like path to get us to him getting body swapped. This is this was us. This is RL Stein because he is like I can't just have it start. <laughs> no, 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 no. I can't just have it start with the premise in place. Like he couldn't just start with my dad's a scientist. Yeah, right. Or my dad's a wizard. The point is, like, it's 20 pages to get us to the place where we can say, like, okay, there's a there's a thing in this universe that allows us to swap bodies. Nonchalantly. Yeah, <laughs> nonchalantly. But, but they do it in the way that is the weirdest, mm -hmm. which is not only is there a way to swap bodies, that's not even, like... To, to Miss Car Miss Carvage should literally be like a billionaire. Oh, she's, yeah. she's discovered like the holy grail of medicine, and she's basically just like learned to defy physics. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to. I I work out of a horrible strip mall. It's and just her. There's no other employee. It's just her. She cannot afford to take another person on, but she did waste all of her money setting up a one eight hundred number, which, by the way, she would not have time to check. No, she's she so would busy. Not, not her by herself there. But then and then she has this thing that is portable yeah he brings it to you yeah it's no the entire conceit of like how they do the transformation is glossed over ex like very quickly so badly that it's appalling yeah no the and and also uh so let's let's jump to that part because I, I can we can speak a little bit to it the actual transformation wait no 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 there's 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 one more there's one more thing I want to bring up here, and this is very important because this was forgotten about. You guys forgot it, and I know you did. No. You guys forgot this. So this is on page 28. Mm -hmm. Again, this is the first 30 pages of the book. A lot of ground was covered here. Yes. Yeah. Miss um, Carmen is like, um, uh, she, okay, page 28. Cautiously, I walked back over to the glass booth. She opened the little slot at the bottom of her window and pushed out a book. I picked it up and saw it was a photo album like the one my parents have from their wedding. Weird um, detail? Yeah. I opened it and started looking through it. It's all kids, I exclaimed. <laughs> this is the beginning of a fucking this horror movie. Exactly. All my age. <laughs> Correct, Miss Carmen. It's a red fucking flag They're is what this all is. all interested in switching lives with someone else. For a week. Wow, I studied the album. A lot of the kids in the pictures looked big and strong and cool. Kids <laughs> like that wouldn't be afraid of anything. I told myself, I wondered what it would be like to be one of them. You can pick a boy or even a girl for that matter to trade places for a week, Miss Carmen was saying. This is like the opening of fucking Total Recall. Yeah, like, it is. You actually, this is yeah. a dystopian horror story. Is, this is, th yeah, this is like a cyberpunk dark future. <laughs> yes, yes, where kids are stolen. Yeah, and bodies. it's just kids. It's just it's kids. Just kids. It's, no it's kids. just kids. <laughs> because you don't want to go into an old body. You want to go into a fresh body. So, so this, just so we're clear, like this is the plot of this story <laughs> so far. Okay, <laughs> this is the plot of the story. Just so we're so clear, far. we are not you making got, up the, this information. No, this, this is, is not an exaggeration. From the book. <laughs> little little kid, little kid has a really tough time at little kid work, which is I guess baseball. Yeah, and then he decides to on his online forum, join a body swap child dating service, basically. Yes. 
This book is fucking unhinged. And that's the thing is that you have this wild setup and you can see already where our minds have gone. Like you can go in so many incredible directions with this. Yeah. But do they? But do they? No. The, Absolutely the, like, not. R.L. Stein chose, chose the longest possible path. <laughs> yes. The slowest. With the, least, with the most detours that led nowhere. Yeah. Muddiest. And it is, uh, this is atrocious. And the the and the thing that oh, that bugged me, it's just the little things in it. Because when you do this very complicated path to get to the plot, you open up a million fucking plot holes. One of which, one of which is is the thing that seems so stupid and and kind of dull. But Gary doesn't have to get parent consent to do any of this. No, Miss Carmen is able to do this without a parent's signature. Also, Miss Carmen takes a picture. This is on page 29. <laughs> Don't feel bad because he's he has trepidations because it's <laughs> what she's proposing is bonkers. Yeah. Don't feel bad, Miss Carmen said. Many people take some time to get used to the idea of a body switch. You can uh, think it over as long as you wish. She took out a small camera. But in the meantime, which is a terrifying thing to hear. Give us a smile, sweetheart. Um, would you mind if I took your picture? That way we can find out if anyone is interested in being in your body for a week. What a weird way yeah. to describe that. This is how you get your kidney stolen. Yes. And it's free, by the way. It's totes free. It's free. This is all free. All the work. Yeah. She comes to you. To murder you, because that's the only possible setup that this could be for. This this book gives us on on surface level everything is legit. It doesn't. The book doesn't go into any of the. Well, this is a weird business yeah, this is and weird. Like, right? why are you doing this? And the, it's kind of like like which is what's wild is because we don't get any impression that this is in the distant future. But the way that Gary reacts to this whole situation, <laughs> he's like, oh, like, cool. well, okay, yeah, sure. This is yeah. pretty normal. This is what adults. Do. I got a Game Boy last year. This tracks with the way technology is working. <laughs> so so. After this intro, which Jojo has done, Jojo, you've done a wonderful job. You have. Thank you. Covered you. The Finally, intro. someone said it. I'm free from hell. <laughs> you fleshed out the beginning of this book in a way that I think that our readers, our readers, our listeners, I know they're not readers, listeners. They should by all means not be readers. They shouldn't be readers. Um, you have a good idea about what this book is, is positing without having read it possibly. Yes. Because after the actual switch happens, which is without much fanfare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to look at that scene. Because it is so without fanfare. Yeah. Let's, Daniel, do you want, because I wanted to just speak a little bit to the actual transformation. Yes. Of him to be. Yes. I have, <laughs> I have the whole section highlighted because I'm just like, what? Uh, somebody wants to switch places with Gary. Yes. He's he not the one who, who thinks that his body is the worst. Yeah. Somebody else saw his photo. And was like, yes. I want to be that for a week. And that person's name. <laughs> what is it? Dirk Davis. Okay, that's not a real name. That's not a real name. That's, nope, nope. This is for porn. They gave a porn star name to a child. Dirk wants to be, he wants to switch with Gary because Gary's smarter than him. And he wants Gary to pass his tests for the week. To do math. For his math test. Which is the most roundabout, complicated way. <laughs> like, he doesn't even want his to pass his math classes for a year. For a week. Let's let's see. So let's find the actual text. So so they set up in the, the, the kitchen, right? Yeah. She shows him a picture of Dirk Davis, and he's like, the fuck wants to, who wants to be me? He's like, this, this, this bad bitch right yeah. here. Uh, and then don't pay attention. Uh, okay. So, uh, so they're sitting down, a bee flies into the kitchen, as you can tell what's going to happen. As you can imagine. Yeah. And she, it's, it's buzzing around. And she just fashion, she fastens a strap around his wrist. A black band around his wrist. That yeah. is the setup. <laughs> That's how you do it. Swapping. That's how you know. <laughs> you put but on a bracelet and hold a Game Boy. And then she started fiddling with some wires attached to one of her machines. And the bees flying around, and then bzz, zap, right? Yep. Just, just a, just a. That, that's it. Just you got, zap. You got hooked up to a lie detector. Yeah. He, he, he got tied to a chair, and then a bee flew on his face, and then he was a bee. Yeah. So the thing about this entire scene, which bugs me to no bugs you, and yes, um, she goes to his house to do this 
mind-boggling science experiment. It is a little bit mind-boggling, yeah. Mind-boggling, physics-shattering, absolutely timeline-changing revolution. Why? How? Dirk's not there. No. (laughs) No. It's a long, it's a, it's like from a, it's like a distance. It's like a Zoom meeting. How is, yeah. (laughs) They they did this through social distancing. How, literally, they they couldn't, RL was like, oh, fuck. Like, I want to have him switch bodies. It would make sense to have them in the same room. room. How do I do that, though? But I don't want the Dirk reveal to happen quite yet. No, it's got to be a little different. It, it, it it's so the thing that I have written down is sort of the ongoing issue with this book is the complete and total like laziness it, yes from the plot devices it's like whatever the laziest possible yet complicated solution. yet complicated <laughs> complicated solution could be that's what we have how I, I just don't know like was Dirk at his house with another staff member that we don't know and they're yeah. like all right we're gonna plug you all in right. too Dirk three two one zippy yeah or do they just is it just like a, all right well we're gonna take your consciousness in this machine and then go to Dirk we're, we're gonna swap your, your consciousness and that'll be that <laughs> it's it's just so weird that that's the big it's not like a the fly where there's a no, chamber not a big deal it's not a big not deal fancy. yeah you not don't have to deal. drink or eat anything you nope. don't, you, you don't, there, it's not like a hey 6 hours before don't drink anything yeah no 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 let's just put on a thing on your wrist and yeah. uh, wake up as bee it just it just killed me that the person he's switching with doesn't have to be there for it at all but somehow because the bee is there yeah okay turns into the bee there's a bee around yes uh, we, I don't think we were clear about that at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So Dirk and Gary are the two who are switching. Gary ends up in a B. Yes. Dirk ends yeah. up in Gary. As planned. B ends up in Dirk. B is in Dirk. We have B Dirk. So they happened, and the B wasn't wearing a bracelet. No, the B wasn't even like <laughs> involved in the process. It was just ambient in the room. It was ambient. Ambient. Yeah. God. God, no. No, 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 no. No. But like the entire no. like, look, I, I get these books don't have to be ultra realistic and it's always going to be like goofy storytelling. But if you're going to set up like a, a very straightforward means to swap bodies, it has to make a little sense or have some consistency. Like try. It's one of the uh, it's really bad. <laughs> Okay, um, my only thing from the B... <laughs> from, the, the, from the B era, the B part <laughs> of the book. The B, the B era, era of the book. We have before B, 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 and then we have after B, A, B. <laughs> I wanted to look quickly at some of the encounters that he has with other bees to give <laughs> the listeners a sense of what this entire uh, fucking endless section of the book is like. This is on page, uh, for me, it's 40. But for you guys, it's in chapter 14, early on. And Gary says, he's in the hive. He's in Mr. Andretti's hive. Yeah, which, oh, it's like, that sucks, right? I hate Mm -hmm. this guy. Now I'm one of his bees. Now I work for him. Shit. Out of my left eye, I saw another bee glaring at me. (laughs) I froze in my tracks. He's a bee, by the way. Yeah, he's a bee. <laughs> Did bees attack each other outside, inside their hives? I wondered. I didn't really remember reading anything about that in my bee book. And that's, he has a bee book. Yeah. And that's where he has all his bee facts. He remembers a bee book. He doesn't have he, it. He read a bee book at one point, and that is his, his trove of, of facts and that he relies on in this book to make correct, to make correct, to make, so he's not making any bee faux pas. Right. Don't want to, don't want to upset the other bees. Yeah. And uh, I didn't remember reading anything about that. So this bee, but he looked ready for a fight. And it's like, damn, Gary, everyone just wants to beat your ass. Like, yeah. maybe it's not your body. Maybe yeah, maybe it's you. <laughs> Please leave me alone. I begged in my tiny voice. Please give me a break. The bee glared back at me. I'd never seen such big, angry-looking 
eyes. Slowly, I started backing away from him. Oh, I squeaked nervously. I've got to be going now. I um have to get to work. <laughs> the bee Oh, bowl. is that my cell, my cell phone's going? Oh, my oh. cell phone's going <laughs> off. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I got to take this. I gotta t- <laughs> the bee bulged his eyes and waved his antennas in a threatening way. Which I'd love to see what that means. That's what I want to know. What the hell does... First of all, how do you bulge your eyes as a bee and what is waving antenna menacingly yeah. look like? Like what, One of them has a knife in its hand. That, that would yeah. help. That would help get the point across. Hold on a switchblade. <laughs> yes. It's just like, shing. That's every interaction he has. Every yeah. interaction, yeah. Gary assumes that every bee is going to beat him up. Yes. And it's like, so basically everyone instantly upon meeting Gary in any form <laughs> wants to fuck wants him to up. fucking kick his ass. People, bees. bees, dragonflies. Yeah. That monster in that game he plays. Cats. Cats. He's just got an unlikable personality. I have, I have, um, a thing from the B section. The only thing that I want to say from the B section. Okay. And it's the thing that I wrote fuck you next to. (laughs) What is it? So it's chapter 19. 19. So the B section really is just like, he he eventually is like, I got to get back and talk to Miss Carmen. Yeah. um, And make her turn me back into a B. Uh, So he has to fly around. He's going to Dirk's house, et cetera. So he's out and about. He's outside of the, uh, he's outside of the uh, hive which there are dangers out there. Oh, yes. Standing on a big leaf. This is the end of chapter 19. Ah, yes, this. This is one of the most... Um, this made me really hate R.L. Stein when I read this. Jeff, Jeff has, has been... Has brought this moment up several times. I've, I, I keep, since I read this book, it's all I talk about. Yes. Um, so he's trying to get back to Miss Carmen. I flew up onto a tree and tried to figure out which way to fly. When you're an insect, everything looks different to you. Things that seem small to a person appear huge to a bee. What? Thanks for telling me this at the end of the book. As I wanted to be sure, I didn't uh, get myself mixed up and fly off in the wrong direction. Standing on a big leaf, I gazed up and down the block until I was sure I knew which way to go. As I got ready to take off, a large shadow suddenly loomed over my head. At first, I thought it was a small bird. But then I realized it was a dragonfly. Stay calm, I told myself. A dragonfly is an insect, isn't it? And insects don't eat each other, right? Absolutely not. I guess no one had told the dragonfly. Before I could move, it zoomed down, wrapped its teeth around my middle, and bit me in two. It's pretty definitive. That's, That's pretty yeah, fucking pretty definitive. definitive fucking two. Kind of hard to bounce back from that one. End of chapter 19. That is what we're left with. And I was, I was like, oh, fuck. Things are. It sucks that I have to go to history class before I could read the next page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chapter 20. I uttered a last gasp and waited for everything to go dark. It took me a few seconds to realize that the dragonfly had turned and buzzed off in the other direction. My imagination was running away with me. That's what always happened when I got overtired. R.L. Stein myself getting cut in two. What a fucking cheap ass tactic. <laughs> that is the the worst stinger. <laughs> hey, the worst stinger. Hey, Jeff, you fucking asshole. Now I'm on R.L.'s side. That is that is the cheapest laziest psych cop out it's not even like there's any sort of oh like it maybe this thing happened or didn't the chapter ends with him saying it did happen it happened into <laughs> the chapter ends with the dragonfly literally he literally says it wasn't like the dragonfly came close to me and I waited for its jaws to come down on me and then chapter 20 it flew away instead no it was the dragonfly put me in its motherfucking mouth and I died. And I died that day. It bit me. In, not even like it just bit me. It bit me in two. And I and I am now dead. Never mind. My my bad, bro. Oh, wait. No, that was just... I just imagined that for a second. No big deal. I had been trying to give the book room to breathe. <laughs> I had been trying to give it the cool. benefit of the doubt. When I read that shit, I was like, fuck this book. Fuck this book book that made me so mad not even from a goosebumps perspective no no that's definitely like rl stein being like fuck you 
I care so little about this right now. There has to be like unwritten rules of writing books and one of them has to be don't do that. Yeah. No, you're three you're wrong. It's, it's kind of hard, you know. <laughs> Masterfully executed, Jeff. <laughs> uh, he does. Perfect book. That's like somebody just lying to you and saying, ha, fooled you. No, ah, you lied. Ah, stupid ass. Perfect book. 10 out of 10. He just lied. <laughs> That's all he did. It's, it's worse than a, it was all a dream. <laughs> It is it actually worse. I just wish that RL didn't have to lie to me in this book. Why? Why? To to build up false tension. Why can't we have a trusting relationship? Yeah. Why can't we have a trusting? Now RL Stein, I don't trust. I don't. I don't trust you with anything anymore. Don't really trust that RL Stein anymore. I, I, everything you He's say ruined that. Yeah. It's like I feel cheated on because now it's like he wants to get back with that next book, and I'm like RL, I I'm always going to see you as a cheater now. It's I'm sorry. Liar. Yeah, you've yeah. broken my trust. You've my, broken my trust. We can be friends, but we will never go back to the way that our relationship was before yeah. the end of chapter 19. Right. Yep. Fun. Yeah. Super fun. So frustrating. That's the B section. Do we want to just do we want to just talk about what happens at the end? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting sick of this book. Yeah. And nothing else <laughs> interesting happens in it. No, no. No, there's just a few uh, more weird bullshit things. The, this has this book does not have a twist ending. No, it does not. No. It has an untwist ending. It has the opposite of a twist ending. Yes. So at the end of the book, Gary is trying to get, uh, trying to get back in his body. Because Dirk has said he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to trade back. He he loves being Gary so much because apparently Gary knew a bunch of chicks and could talk to them. Yeah, skateboarding. And, which goes to show that it's Gary's personality, which is Gary's problem, not his body. physical yeah. body. <laughs> yeah, he just sucked. Yeah. So. That he's trying to find a way to kind of convince Dirk to go back on his <laughs> which, word. Which and apparently Dirk can just be like, nah, I don't. Dirk Not is also right. effectively giving up his whole life as Dirk. Yeah. yeah, but he hated being Dirk. He loves being Gary. It works out. And I hope, I hope we're going towards the section where we see Dirk as a bee, right? The boy stared at me. This is chapter 22. The boy, i.e. The bee. D no, Dirk, Dirk Diggler. Yeah, the B. Page, this is page 96. Right, the B, yes, okay. The, 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 the boy B stared at me. Then he grinned. I was confused. What was he grinning about? Hey, you can hear me! I cried. Now Dirk, quote unquote, motioned with his hand. You want me to follow you? I asked. I felt excited. Are you taking me someplace where we can get help? Dirk, quote unquote, grinned again. Then he turned and walked around the corner of the house. I didn't know where we were going, but I knew I had to follow him. I found, quote unquote, Dirk in the backyard. Mmm, he said to me. Mmm. He pointed to a big rose bush and grinned. Then he stuck his nose deep inside one of the blossoms. Hmm, he said. Yum. Pretty good for a bee in a person's body. That's bee dirt. Yeah, I kind of figured all that out. And I personally find it delightful. A treasure trove of comedy could have been made from bee being oh in Dirk's body. God. But instead we got a page and a half of just that. Just yep. that. One scene of the most How interesting. How does he have clothes? Look, I don't want to get into What do his parents think happened to him? What? <laughs> yeah, he can't talk anymore. This was the bare minimum R.L. Stein would have to do so people would ask, well, what happened, what happened to, to Dirk's Dirk? body <laughs> this whole time? It just, it's sniffed a lot of roses. That's yeah, what? that's how it's just been out in the garden, not eating regular food, sniffing roses. So the end of the book, I think, Jojo, you were, you were yes. speaking to. We were warming up. You were warming the up. The very last part of the book was, uh, was, was essentially that they were, they, he wanted to convince uh, Dirk to give him the body back. And Ms. Carmen said, I'm, there's nothing we can do. No, By the way. Do. Yeah, she, she, she gave up. There's nothing we can do. Um, there's, there's a whole thing, there's a whole thing where he goes to the lab and he's able to find a way to talk to her through like a loudspeaker and she's like, yeah, I can't help you. You're fine. <laughs> Sorry, my hands are tied. Yeah. Dirk doesn't want, doesn't want to leave. So, uh, yeah. what can we do? So, um, so what happens was, uh, at the end of his conversation, um, cause you know, he's going to die soon because <laughs> bees only live three months. Yeah. 
This is page uh, 104. I couldn't move. The bees had taken me prisoner. Because he, he, this is after his conversation with Dirk. He's a bee. The bee swarm came after him. But to my horror, they started to drag me away. I, this is uh, page uh, 105, chapter 24. I struggled to scrum away, but they turned their stingers on me. Were they some kind of bee police? <laughs> 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 fucking fascist bees. Jesus. Fucking, fucking, fucking pig, pig police bees. Um, we flew past the window. Help, I called. Gary glanced from his plate of crackers. And he was like, fuck you. Yeah. He doesn't know what the bee looks like specifically. Yeah, all bees look the same to him as far as he's yeah, aware. Yeah, he's not like doing a fuck you from his crackers. But because he had uh, instinct, all the bees followed him. <laughs> and then like page 106, the hive stirred to life. The buzzing grew uh, into a dull roar and then a loud roar and then a deafening roar round and round I rage flying faster and faster throwing myself frankly against the sticky hive walls tumbling darting buzzing fears to the whole <laughs> hive like, fuck all y'all fuck, fuck you powerful powerful instigator um, trembling over each other raging the page 107 trembling over each other raging through the air we swarm into Gary's room that's fucking wild <laughs> laying his hair Help! His weak cries. Help me! I dropped down on the tip of Gary's nose. Have you had enough? Yeah. Also, we, we didn't specify. Dirk can hear. Apparently, yeah. Yes. Dirk, Gary. Dirk can hear. Which which they wave off in one line, basically saying like, "Yeah, I guess some B DNA got in me." Whatever. <laughs> um, have you had enough? That's not a joke either. No, no. Have that's you had true. enough? I demanded. Are you ready to give me back my body? Never. Never. <laughs> I don't care what you do to me. You'll never get your body back. It's mine. Ha-ha. I'll deal with a million so then, bees. Ah. And so then at the very end of the chapter, um, he's like, fuck this. And then I stab my Razor Star Singer into the side of Gary's nose, his nose. Ow! Which, my earlier in the book, he he states, because yes. he wanted to do it to Mr. Andretti, oh, if I sting him, I'll die. I'm not so going to do it. A tiny bee defeated a huge enemy. I'm going to die. <laughs> what have I done? I gave up my life for a chance to sting Dirk Davis. Revenge is not... The way to go. I knew I was doomed, but I wanted to stay alive as long as I could. I thought, maybe I thought, as I felt my strength, page 109, my strength fading, maybe I'll have a chance to say goodbye to my family. <laughs> it's hard to breathe, so tired, so weak. I floated out of the window and sank into the grass below. So he died. Yeah, he did. He be, did. Be, be dead. Then, then, Him dead. Cut to this. I sat up slowly. The ground <laughs> spun beneath me. Where was I? My backyard? I blinked, struggling. The old maple tree. Was I alive? Was I really alive? Oh, for Christ's sake. Did I have my strength back? Uh. I decided to test it. <laughs> for some reason, my wings didn't work. So this is this is the end of this book. I'm not going to talk anymore. So here's what happens. Um, when bees sting, the reason they die when they sting is they can't, their stingers are like hooked. Yeah. So when they sting you, they can't pull them back out. So what happens is they rip themselves in half as they try to fly away. Yeah. And then they die. It's self-mutilation, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So... So that's not really described. No. But also, here's the part that I just think is absolutely fucking bonkers. So he flies out. He lands on the lawn, dead, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then he wakes up in his own body, which means that the body of Dirk, which was surrounded by bees, yes. teleported yes. out of Gary's room. Through space and yeah. time. Through space and time and swapped space and time with Gary's real bee body in the yard. Yep. And his mind as well. Yep. Which means that wherever the bee was is dead. Is well no, his the body bee, is gone, man. The Dirk bee, wherever he was, like he vanished. Dirk bee vanished, and it was just Dirk in his body, like face in a rose bush. And he's like, well, this is so bad. And then the bee, the bee awakens back to his body dead <laughs> like fuck. fucking <laughs> no not dead yet jeff yeah, dying. just dying just he returns to his to body die. stung in half and he's like shit he, and then he died he had he had 24 hours of sweet Blissful. human time being able oh, yeah. to smell the roses and that was it and then all i want to do is stop and smell the roses yeah and that's a good thing he did because uh he's dead and you think and for a second you think when this happens oh it was a dream yeah or it was no. fake nope. no it all happened it all happened yeah. <laughs> what follows from this is like two like two weeks later like, type it's of like thing. a chapter it's like a month later yeah. and it's a chapter of him going like i'm friends with dirk now and everything's fine and i appreciate my life and we're friends why would he be I, friends I, with dirk he tried to steal my body but he's he trying to steal your fucking body and you're friends with him you fucking he's the idiot. only one who likes me you codependent motherfucker 
and then and then he he, he appreciates all his family more. That's but that's basically the like he wakes up, he's grateful. The end. The yep. end. Literally the end. Yep. I learned a valuable lesson at the cost of this dead bee. Yeah. The twist is the bees will suffer for our sins. You yeah, he did. I didn't. Yeah. And also he, he's not afraid of bees anymore. Yep. Which honestly he should, he should because be now terrified. he should be terrified of them now. <laughs> traumatized as hell. Whenever he sees a bee, it's just like, I know what you look like up close. You, you are horrifying. Traumatic bee disorder. <laughs> yes, exactly. Literally, it literally is the laziest storytelling ever. It's just, hey, like I'm back hey in my guys. body. What's up? No reason why, not a how. It's, it's just it does no explanation. He does. I don't think he talks to Miss Carmen again. No. Well, no, he goes because he there, the only thing that he says is there was a girl he saw when he was a bee going to par- person to person who was thinking about using it. And then he went and found her and was like, bro, How? don't because <laughs> they all fucking live near him. Yeah, Dirk, here's the, weird, the street. here's the weird thing. Dirk lives like five blocks from him yes. and is the same age. Wouldn't he have known Dirk from school? They would probably be in the same school district. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? So like, so they would just, know each other. So how many kids at this school have swapped bodies that we don't know about? Apparently. We'll never know, Jeff. But that business is still open. That is not resolved. Miss Carmen has not stopped. I think the moral of the story is unassailable. <laughs> so there's really right. nothing else to talk about. All right. well, I think we we gave this book uh, way more than it deserved as far as time. Yep. Thank you to the band Dog Party for the use of our theme song, Bad Dream, off the album Hit and Run. It's a great song by a great band. You can check them out at dogpartylive.com and dogparty.bandcamp.com. Uh, Geese Bumps is just one piece of comedy content from the Mom Hat Comedy crew. You can check out all of our works at mom-hat.com. Uh, if you want to get in contact with Geese Bumps specifically, you can do so on Twitter at geesebumps underscore pod, uh, as well as on Instagram at geesebumps underscore pod. And you can email us at geesebumpspod at gmail.com. You got it right. Good job. Our next episode is going to be coming out on um, July the 14th. Uh, which will be a mini bump. I'm thinking where we're going to talk about the first two Fear Streets. I think we're going um, to have Because by that point, they'll both be out. Yeah. Um, and uh, Danielle, do you want anything to say? I'm very, I have abandonment issues. I, I, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very sensitive t- to rejection. And I, I just want to put it out there into the world that I desperately need validation. I might die if I don't get it. Might die. I might die. Daniel might die. Um, so maybe if you wanted to save a life today, you could. Uh, <laughs> if you don't, we get it. Leave us a review on iTunes, Apple, whatever it's called now. Apple podcasts. Casts. You could leave us a, a, a positive review. And uh, yeah, that's it. So, you know, if you wanted to save a, a poor young orphan podcast. Poor young orphan podcast living off of scraps and seeds. You could leave us a review and you could give us life. Yeah. With for two cents a day, you can keep Danielle alive. You could give me validation. Good job. Thank you. So how about that final passage? Danielle? All right. So this this is oh boy. All right. <laughs> I I'm not, I'm not even gonna try to introduce this. I opened the door and went into my room. Sure enough, there was the old swarm buzzing away over the plate of honey and crackers on the bed. Hi, guys, (laughs) I said cheerfully. Time to leave now. I walked over to the bed and waved my hands at them, trying to shoo them back out the window. A few of them buzzed angrily at me. I laughed to myself. Then I picked up the plate of crackers and honey and dumped it out the window. Go get it, I told them. They're not fucking dogs. I shooed them gently out the window. Goodbye, <laughs> I called to them as they left. <laughs> Thanks. Take good care of the honeycombs. I'll try to come visit as soon as I can. When the last bee was gone, I turned around and saw my parrots. They were standing absolutely motionless in the doorway, staring at me, frozen with shock. Dad, I said. Mom? My dad blinked and seemed to come back to life. 
He crossed the room and put a hand on my shoulder. Gary, are you feeling all right? Just fine, I replied, grinning happily. Just fine. And that's literally it. That is the actual end of this book. Yeah, there's another there's another chapter, but uh Wait, what? Oh, fuck. Shit. Hang on. Oh, it's okay God damn though. It. You know what? It's okay because I'm Jojo and I have a PhD. <laughs> I'm Danielle and I have some sort of accreditation maybe. My name is Jeff and I have a business proposition for you two. Yeesh. Well, too bad because we're done talking about it because this has been Geesebumps, the Digimon Goosebumps podcast and until next time, stay out of the basement. Just like somebody I used to know